Ashley Rock reading Noah Roberts' book, Rising Tides, Chapter 13. If you were going to have to work over a long holiday weekend, Philip figured it might as well be it's something fun. He loved his job. What was advertising anyway, but a knowledge of people and of which buttons to push to nudge them into opening their wallets. It was, he often thought, an accepted, creative, even experienced twist on picking those wallets. For a man who had spent the first half of his life as a thief, it was the perfect career. In this day, before the celebration of Americans' independence, he put his skills to use in the boatyard, smoozing a potential client. He much preferred it to manual labor. You'll forgive the surroundings. Phil waved a well-manicured manicured hand, encompassing the enormous space, the exposed rafters and hanging lights, the yet-to-be-painted walls and structures. My brothers and I believe in putting our efforts into the product and keeping our overhead minimal. Those are benefits that we pass along to our clients. At which time, Philip thought they had exactly one, with another in the box, and this one never left the line. Hmm. Jonathan Kraft rubbed his chin. He was in his mid-thirties and fortunate enough to be a fourth-generation member of the pharmaceutical crafts. Since his great-grandfather's humble beginnings as a storefront pharmacist in Boston, his family had built and expanded an empire on buffeting aspirin and analytics. It allowed Jonathan to indulge in his great love of sailing. He was tall, fit, tanned. His hair was mink brown and perfectly styled to showcase his square jaw handsome face. He wore buff colored chinos, a navy cotton shirt, and a well broken in top sliders. His watch was Rolex, his belt hand tooled Italian leather. He looked exactly what he was he was, a privileged, wealthy man with a love of the outdoors. He had only been in business for a few months. Officially, Philip said with a flashing smile. His hair was rich, deep bronze, styled to make the most of the face that the angels had gifted with, gifted with an extra kiss of pure male beauty. He wore fashionable faded Levi's, a green cotton shirt, and an olive drab summer gas. His eyes were shrewd, his smile charming. He looked exactly what he'd made himself into, a sophisticated urbanite with an affection for fashion and the sea. We've built or worked on teams that built a number of boats over the years. Smoothly, he guided Jonathan toward the frame sketches hanging on the wall. So that artwork was displayed rustically as Philip felt suited the ambience of a traditional boatyard. My brother Ethan Skipjack, one of the handful that still goes under sail every winter to rest for oysters in the Chesapeake. She's had over ten years in service. She's a beauty. <laughs> She's a beauty. Jonathan's face turned dreamy as Philip had suspected it would. However, a man chose to pick wallets he had to gauge his marks. I'd like to see her. I'm sure we can arrange that. He led he let Jonathan linger before nudging him gently along. Now you may recognize this one. He indicated the drawing of the slick racing skiff, the Cherie, my brother Cameron, was involved with both her design and her construction. And she made my Lorraine to the finish line two years running. Jonathan Griffiths good-naturedly. Of course, Cam was leading the team. He knows his boats. Philip heard the buzz of a drill from where Cameron worked. Bellow decks. He intended to bring Cam in to this shortly. The slope 
the slope currently under construction is primarily Ethan's design. Though Cam added some points, we've decided to serve the client's needs and wishes. He led Jonathan over to where Seth continued his hole standing. Ethan stood on deck, attaching the rubbed rails. He wanted speed, stability, and some luxuries. Philip knew the hall was a brilliant show with smooth lap construction. He put in plenty of sweaty hours on it himself. She's built for show as well as function. Teak from stem to stern at the client's direction. He had a knock in his knuckles, cheerfully against the hall. Philip wiggled his bros at Ethan, recognizing the signal. Ethan bit back a sigh. He knew he was going to hate this part, but Philip had pointed out that it was good business to bring a potential client into the fold. The joints are wedged and married, married without glue. Eth rolled his shoulders, going as though he was given an oral school report. He always hated them. We figured if the old-time boat builders could make a joint last a century or so without glue, so could we. And I've seen too many glue joints fail. Hmm. Jonathan said again and even took a breath. The holes caulked in the traditional way, strained cotton, planking's tight. Wood to wood on the inside, we drilled two strands of cotton in most of the seams. Hardly needed the mullet, hardly needed the mallet. Then we paid them with standard seam compartments. Jonathan hummed again. He had only a vague idea what Ethan was talking about. He sailed boats, boats that he brought fresh and clean and finished, but he liked the sound of it. She, she appears to be a fine type boat, pretty pleasure craft. I'll be looking for speed and efficiency as well as aesthetics. We'll see that you get it. Philip smiled broadly, waving a finger at Ethan. Behind Jonathan said it was time to pull out the next round. Ethan had the bellowed X where Cam was fitting out the framing for an under the buck cabinet. Your turn up there, he muttered. Bill got him on the free. Couldn't tell by me. I gave him a little speech and the guy just nodded and made noises. You asked me. He didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Of course he doesn't. Jonathan hires people to work about. Jonathan hires people to worry about maintaining his boats. He's never scrapped a hole or replunked a deck in his life. Cam rose from his crouch, worked the stiffness out of his knees. He's the kind of guy who drives a Maserati without knowing dick about engines, but he'd have been impressed with your salty waterman's draw and rugged good looks. As Ethan gave a snorting laugh, Cam elbowed past him. I'll give, give him a push. He climbed topside, managed to look incredibly surprised to see Jonathan on board studying the drawings. Hey, Gruff. How's it going? Fast and far. With genuine pleasure, Jonathan shook Cam's hand. I was surprised when you didn't show up to San Diego regardless of something. Got myself married. So I hear congratulations and now you're building boats instead of racing. I wouldn't count me out of racing entirely. I'm pulling with building myself a cat over the winter if business slacks off any. Keep them busy. Word gets out. Cancel easily. A bow bike win means quality. Some people want the best when they can afford it. Grand vastly. Can you afford it? I'm thinking of a cat myself. Brother must have mentioned it. Yeah, you ran it by me. You want light, fast, and tight. Even and I have been modifying the design. What I had in mind for mine. That's just bullshit. Set mother another loud enough for Philip to hear. Sure, Philip looked at him, but it's class A bullshit. He leaned a little closer to Seth. It's Cameron Jonathan 
launched into the lower race in the cap, but Kim knows that while the guy likes him fine, he's competitive. Never beat Kim in a head-to-head race, so so he paid buckets of money to have Cam build him a boat that not even Cam could beat. There you go. Proud Philip K. Seth, like punch on the shoulder. You got a quick brain there. Keep using it, and you won't be spending all your time sanding holes. Now, kid, watch the master. He straightened, reamed up. I'd be happy to show you the drawings. I'd be happy to show you the drawings, Jonathan. Why don't we go into my office? I'll dig them out for you. Wouldn't mind taking a look, Jonathan climbed down. The problem is, I need this boat seaworthy by March 1st. I'll need time to test her, work out the kinks, break her in before the summer races. March 1st. Philip pursed his lips and she said, That might be a problem. Quality comes first here. It takes time to build a champion. I'll look over our schedule. He had a drop in an arm on Jonathan's shoulder as they walked. We'll see what we can work out. But the contracts are in place. And the worksheets tell me May is the soonest we can deliver the top quality product you expect and deserve. That's not quite. That's not going to give me much time to get the feel of her. Jonathan complained. Believe me, Jonathan, a boat by Quinn is going to feel fine. Just fine. He had a glance back at his brothers with a quick and wolfish grin before he nudged Jonathan inside the office. He'll buy us till May. Cam decided anything on it. Well, I'll make it April and skin the poor bastard for a bonus. Either way, King clapped the hand on his shoulder. We're going to have ourselves another contract by the end of the day. Below Seth North, shit, he'll wrap it up by lunchtime. That guy's toast. Can't tuck his tongue in his cheek. Two o'clock soonest. Noon, Seth said, peering up at him. Two bucks. Sure, I could use some money. You know, Cam said as he dug out his wallet. Well, you came along to ruin my life. I just won a bundle in Monte Carlo. Seth sneered cheerfully. This ain't Monte Carlo. You're telling me. He passed the bills over and winced when he saw his wife come into the building. Cool it. Social worker heading in. She's not going to prove a minor's gambling. Hey, I want, Seth pointed out. But he stuffed the bills in the pockets. Bring any food? He asked him. Oh. No, I didn't. Sorry. Distracted, she dragged a hand through her hair. There was a sick ball in the pit of her stomach that she did her best to ignore. She smiled and curved her lips that didn't quite manage to address. Didn't you all pack lunch? Yeah, but you usually bring something better. This time, I've been pretty tied up putting food together for the picnic tomorrow. She ran a hand over his head, then left it lying on her shoulder. She needed the contact. I just thought I'd take a break and see how things are going around here. Bill just nailed this rich guy for a ton of money. Good, that's good. He said, absolutely. Then we should celebrate. Why don't I spring for ice cream? You think you can handle picking up some hot fudge sundaes at Crawford's? Yeah, his face blew to I can handle it. She dragged money out of her purse, hoping it didn't notice that her hands were quite was impressive. No nuts on mine, just remember. Sure, I got it. I'm gone. He raced out and she watched him in heart sick. What is it, Anna? Cam put his hand on her shoulders, turned to her face. What happened? Give me a minute. I broke work and it's getting here and I need some time to settle. She flew out of breath, drew one in and felt marginally sudden. Go get your brother's Cam. Okay. But he lingered, rubbing his hands over her shoulders. It was rare for her to look so sick. Whatever it is, we'll fix it. Walked to the cargo doors where Ethan and Phil stood outside arguing over baseball. Something's up, 
ever. Anna's here. She sent Seth off. She's upset. She was standing by a workbench with one of Seth's drawing books open when they came in. It made her eyes sting to see her own face carefully, skillfully sketched by the young man's hand. He'd been more than a case file almost from the start. Now he was hers as much as Ethan and Philip were hers. Family. She couldn't stand to think that anything or anyone would hurt her family, but she was steadier when she turned. Scanned the quiet and concerned faces of the men who became essential to her life. This came in today's mail. Her hand no longer trembled as she reached into her purse and pulled out, but it's addressed to the Quins. Just the Quins, she repeated from Gloria de Lautner. I opened it. I thought it best. Well, my name's Quinn now, too. She offered it to Cam, saying nothing, and took out the single sheet of lined paper and passed the envelope to Phil. She mailed it from Virginia Beach, Philip Mummer. We lost her in North Carolina. She's sticking with the beaches by going, by coming north. What does she want? Even stopped his hands, then a curl of face into his pockets. Low simmering rage was already pumped through blood. What you'd expect, Cameron answered shortly. Money. Dear Quinns, Cameron. Heard how Ray died. It's too bad. You might not know. Ray and me had an agreement. I think you'll want to make good on it since you're keeping Seth. I guess he's pretty settled in there in that nice house. I miss him. You don't know what I sacrificed. It was for me to give up to Ray. But I wanted what was best for my only son. Yeah, I have your violin. Phil muttered easy. I knew Ray would be good to him. He did write by the three of you and Seth got his blood. He stopped reading for a moment. There it was. Black and white. Cruel lie. He looked up at his brother. That's to deal with later. Ethan felt the ache being around his heart moving in the squeeze, but he shook his head. Read the rest. Okay. Ray knew how much it hurt me to part with the boy, so he helped me out. But now that he's gone, I'm starting to worry that it might not be the best place for Seth there with you. I'm willing to be convinced. If you set up on keeping him, you'll keep up Ray's promise of helping me out. I'm going to need some money, like a sign that you've got good intentions. 5000 You can send it to me. Care of general delivery here in Virginia Beach. I'll give you two weeks. Figuring the mail is kind of unreliable. If I don't hear back, I'll know you don't really want the kid. I'll come get him. He must be missing me something awful. Be sure to tell him his mom loves him and might be seeing him real soon. Bitch. Phil was Phil's first comment. She's testing us out, trying her hand at a little more blackmail. The sheep will fall for it the way Dad did. You can't, Phil Edda put a hand on Cam's arm, felt the quiver of rage. You have to let the system work. You have to trust me to see that she doesn't do this in court. Anna, Cam shoved the letter into the hand Ethan had held up. We're not going to put that boy through a court case. Not if there's another way. You don't mean to pay your Cam. I don't mean for her to have one fucking sit. He frowned away, struggling to fight off her. She thinks she's got a... By the balls. But she's wrong. We're not one lone old man. He wrinkled back. Eyes Let's see her try to get through us to lay hands on Seth. She was pretty careful how she worded things.
you can comment that skin literally doesn't make it less of a threat that she's not stupid. She's greedy, Philip put in her. She's already angry for more after what Dad paid her. She's testing the depth of the well. See, see, she sees you as her source now, Anna agreed. And there's no predicting what she'll do if she knows that source isn't easily tapped. Pausing, she pressed her fingers to her temple order or something. If she comes back into the county and attempts to make contact with Seth, I can have her detained, legally barred. At least temporary for direct contact with him. You have guardianship, and Seth is old enough to speak for himself. The question is, will he? She looked at her hands, frustrated, let them fall. He's told me very little about his life before he came here. I'll need specifics in order to block any custody attempt on her part. He doesn't want her, and she doesn't want him. Ethan resisted, barely crumbling the letter into a ball. Unless he's worth the price of another fix. She let her jaws try it for help. Anna shifted to face him, kept her eyes coming dry. Did Seth tell you that? Did he tell you there had been sexual abuse since she'd been a party to it? He told me enough. He's a smile went on him, and it's up to him if he wants to tell anybody else. Let's see it put in some goddamn county report. Ethan! And I laid a hand on his room. I love him too. I only want to help him. I know. Step back because the anger was too fierce. Too lightly to screw one I'm sorry, but there's there are times the system makes you worse. Makes you feel like you're being swallowed up. He struggled to block out the echo thing. He's gonna know he's got he's gonna know he's got us with or without any system to stand with him. The lawyer needs to know she made contact. Bill took the letter from Ethan, folded it, and tucked it in the back of the and we have to decide how we're going to handle it. My first impulse was to go down to Virginia Beach, dig her out of her hole, tell her in a way she don't understand just what's going to happen to her if she comes within 50 miles of Seth. Threatening her won't help him again. But it would feel damn good. Can't honestly. Let's let me do it. On the other hand, Philip continued, I think it might be very effective, look very good, if it ever comes to a legal battle. Our pal Gloria got an official letter from Seth's caseworker, outlining the status, the options, and the conclusion reached. Contacting or attempting to contact a birth mother who may be rethinking giving up custody of a child, a child who's in your files, would come within the parameters of your job, wouldn't it, Anna? She mulled it over. No, it was fine, mine, and the expert balance would be required to walk in. I can't threaten her, but... I may be able to make her stop and think, but the big question is, do we tell Seth? He's afraid of her, Cameron. Damn it. The kid's just starting to relax, to believe he's safe. Why do we have to tell him she's poking her finger back into his life? Because he's got a right to know. Ethan spoke quietly. His temper had leveled off, and he was able to think clearly. again. He's got a right to know what he might have to fight. You know what's after you. We've got a better chance, and because yet the letter was addressed to the Quins, he's one of us. I'd rather burn it, Phil Mother, but you're right. Well, tell him, Kimberly. I like to do the talking. Both Cam and Phil stayed easy. You would? It might take it easier for me. Looked over a set, came through the door, so let's find out. Mother Crawford put on extra hot fudge. Man, she just poured it on. There's about a million tourists up on the waterfront, and 
His excitement shattered held off. His eyes went from gleeful to worry. And suddenly, inside his chest, his heart began to drum. He recognized trouble, bad trouble. It had its own smell. What's the deal? Anna took the large bag from him and turned to set the plastic top dishes on the, of ice cream out. Why don't you sit down, Seth? <sighs> I don't need to sit down. It was easier to get a head start running if you were already on your feet. There was a letter that came today. It was best he didn't know if hard news was delivered fast and clean from your mother. She's here! The fear was back. Sharp as scaffold. Seth took one quick step in retreat. Going stiff as a board when Camelot hand was over. No, she's not here. But we are. You remember that? Seth shuddered once. And planted his feet. What the hell did you want? Why is she sending the letters? I don't want to see it. Then you don't have to, Richard. Why don't you let Ethan explain? Then we'll talk about what's gonna do. What we're gonna do. She knows Ray's dead. Yeah. I gotta figure she's known right along, but she's taking her time getting to it. He gave her money. Seth swallowed hard to gulp down the fear. Quinn's weren't afraid, he told himself. They weren't afraid of me. She took off. She doesn't care that he's dead. I don't suppose she does, but she's hoping for more money. That's what the letter's about. She wants... She wants me to pay her? Fresh and bright fear exploded somewhere. I don't have any money. What's she writing me for money for? She wasn't writing to you. Seth took a ragged breath and then concentrated on Ethan's face. The eyes were clear and patient, the mouth firm and serious. Ethan knew it was all he could think. Ethan knew what it was like. He knew about the rooms, the smells, the fat hands in the dark. She wants you to pay. Part of him wanted to beg them to do it, to pay her whatever she wanted. He was swearing blood that he would do anything they asked of him the rest of his life to honor the debt. But he couldn't. And all these and watching him and waiting and knowing if you do, she would just come back for more. Keep coming back. Seth rubbed the back of a sweaty hand over his mouth. Oh, she knows where I am. She'll keep coming back. To go someplace else. Someplace where she can't find me. You're not going anywhere. Ethan crouched so they were closer eyed up. Now she's not going to get any more money. She's not going to win. Slowly. Mechanically, Seth shook his head back. You don't know her. I know pieces of her. She's smart enough to know we're setting on keeping you with us. Whether we love you enough to pay. That we love you enough to pay. Saw the flash of motion in Seth's eyes before the boy loaded. And we would pay. If that would end it, if that would ease things. But it won't end or ease it. It's like you said, she's just coming back. What are you going to do? what we're going to do now, all of us, he said and waited for Seth's case to settle on his face again. We'll go on as we've been going on, mostly. Phil will talk to the lawyers and get that in cover. So I'm not going back with her, Seth said furiously, shooting a desperate look at Phil. No matter what, I'm not going back. I'll tell him. Anna's going to write her a letter. Anna's going to write her a letter. He's going to continue. What kind of letter? A smart one. He just said with a hit on his mouth, all those $50 words that officially sound and stuff should be doing it as a caseworker to let Gloria know we've got the system and the law behind us. Might give her a pause and think she hates social workers, but it's good for the first time in more than an hour. Good. 
For the first time in more than an hour, Ava smiled and minute. People who hate something are usually afraid of it too. <laughs> One thing that would help, Seth, if you can do it, turn back to you. What do you what do I have to do? If you could talk to Anna, tell her how things were before. As close to exact as we can manage. I don't wanna talk about it, it's over, I'm not going back. I know. Gently he put his hand on Seth's trembling shoulders. And I know Talking about it can be mostly, almost like being there again. It took me a long time to be able to tell my mother to tell Stella to say all out loud. Even though she already knew most of it. it. Started to get better after that. And it helped her and Ray get the legal crap in. So I thought of I knew the heroes of Ethan. Is that the right thing to do? Yeah, it's the right thing. Will you come with me? Sure. You can roast out on him. We'll go home and talk through. End of chapter 13.